1: to the Pancake Parlour. $1,000 sponsorship pack for your local club. Sign up at pancakeparlour.com.au. Dealing with lots of
2: problems? Visit Kids Helpline on web or socials. We'll tackle it together with Max Becker and Ellie Blackburn. That's right. Welcome back to the Kids Edition. Thanks to the Pancake parlor with a $1,000 sponsorship pack for your local club. Sign up at PancakeParlor.com. Dot au. It's been a huge weekend of football coming up on the show today. We dive deep into the insights of the Saints on Wednesday night when I hosted an evening with Dan Butler and Jack Steele at the Sporting Globe and Morty Alec. We get insights into Western Bulldogs superstar Ali Blackburn's preseason training types. What's the best training type and training drills for you kids to be doing out there at home at your footy training? It's been a huge weekend of football Tell us what you like best. Was it Max King's high flyers getting a bit up the ground, creating more opportunities for his small forwards and Tim Membray? Was it the run and carry of Nick Dacos with a career high 37 disposals? Or was it Jeremy Cameron and Tom Hawkins with both six and four goals in a demolition of the North Melbourne Kangaroos here with me, joins me at Western Bulldogs superstar to unpack all the weekend of action, Ali Blackburn. Ali,
0: how are you this morning? I'm good, Max. Going very well. I hope the... Um you know, other teams are are not listening in too intently when I talk about our training and preseason training that we've had so far uh, coming up. But it's, it'll be great to unpack the weekend's results so far and, and then look forward to the next couple of games uh, on later today, Max. Absolutely. Just a reminder we've got 12 pancake parlour vouchers to give
2: away at the giveaway at the moment it's school holidays so there's no junior football. But if you want to give us a call, we might do a quiz alley a bit later in the show. So if you want to give us a call then at about 83820 and we can go through the rounds of results, we can go through who's your favorite player, we can go through a quiz and you can win yourself a $25 pancake
0: parlour voucher. You can tell us your favorite toppings to have on a pancake too, Max. It's uh, call us about any sport, anything that you've got on over the weekend, kids, because, yeah, we've got a we've got some pancake parlour vouchers to hand out. So give us a call on 1300 736 736 this morning, Max. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Ali, we're
2: going to get into the weekend's round of results. We're going to start off with the Brisbane Lions versus the Western Bulldogs. Brisbane get a nice 41-point win. It was close throughout the first and second quarter. The Lions pull away. Lockie Neal, 33 disposals. Charlie Cameron, with three goals, the Lions pulling away from the Dogs. What can we make of the Dogs now? Can Obviously, they can still make finals, but have have they got hope?
0: Absolutely. I mean, why wouldn't you have hope? The, the good thing is about this AFL season, Max, is that... So close. It's so close. The ladder is so tight. So it, it's it's chopping and changing at every game so far this weekend. So, I mean, it's a, it's amazing to see that the ladder is so close coming into this sort of last end of the season, which is great. To see, but I mean for the dogs' perspective, absolutely they can still have hope and, and we've seen it previously from them when making finals, if they get get a chance to make finals this year, um, that they can win it from anywhere. They can they can definitely win it from seventh position if they're just to sneak in. So, you know, the hope's still alive down at the kennel, but I mean a great performance there by Brisbane. Um and like you said, Lockie Near with the thirty three disposals and a goal himself. He's having another outstanding season. Well, you know someone who could be in um Brownlow contention,
2: not only Lockie Neal, but Chad Warner from the Sydney Swans, we'll get into their game soon but he's having a superstar season, he kicked three goals alongside 26 disposals yesterday, but we'll get into Carlton versus St Kilda, St Kilda win by 15 points St Kilda, Jack Sinclair at 37 disposals, Tim Membray four goals alongside Sam Walsh who had 33 disposals it was a neck and neck, tight fight grind
0: out game, wasn't it Ali? Yeah, it was it was amazing to watch, actually. It was sitting on the edge of your seat type of game. I mean, both teams were, were having momentum shifts and, and really dominating the game in patches. I mean, it was a, a great game to watch. A few sort of late knocks to some St Kilda players that made them a few down on the bench. And it was a, a real gutsy win by the Saints there, but... You know, I just really like the game of Jack Sinclair, particularly in that first half. I thought his, you know, ball use was exceptional and, and the way he sort of set up the Saints throughout the game was was great to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Before we keep
2: getting through the round of results, we're going to take a call from Cooper, who he's still playing footy today. Good morning, Cooper. How are you? Good morning. Uh, yeah, I'm good, thank you.
1: We're driving back from uh, a holiday down in Inblock today. So, yeah.
0: And you've got footy today. That's the reason why you're driving back. Yeah, got footy today. Oh, who do you play for, Cooper? I play for Listerfield Wolves. Listerfield Wolves. Jeez, that's a nice yeah. name there. And what position do yeah. you play, Cooper? Um, Mainly midfield, but sometimes half-forward. Sometimes half-forward. And what's your favourite yeah. position to play? Is it playing in the forward line so you can kick some goals?
1: Um. No, I probably like midfield a bit better.
2: So, what's your favourite thing about playing in the midfield?
1: Um, probably clearing the ball out from the middle to the forward line.
2: Yeah, beautiful, creating opportunities for your teammates. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Who do you go for in the Footy Cooper? Uh the Western Bulldogs. Oh, Ali's team. Do you watch the AFLW? Um, yeah, sometimes. So, who's your? Do you know, have? Do you have sort of a favourite player in the AFLW? Um, probably Allie. Allie, oh, beautiful. Is there a question you want to ask Allie? Um,
0: what's your favourite pre-game meal? Oh, favourite pre-game meal. That's a great question. I mean, I'm I'm a traditionalist and old school when it comes to it, so I do like a a pasta meal when it comes to to, a pre-game meal before footy. But, I mean, you'll always find me sort of having a – a nice hearty breakfast, something, you know, full of something to give me energy. So I might have, you know, some wheat bix or some porridge, uh, something like that to, to get me up and about. But definitely a pasta the night before. What's your go-to meal, Cooper? Um, I'd
1: say probably like pasta, something like that. Yeah, yeah nice. beautiful.
0: Who's your favourite player at the Dogs in
2: the men's team? Uh,
1: Marcus Bontempelli.
2: Marcus Bontempelli. What's your favourite thing about the bond?
1: Um, probably, probably, like I say, he's probably, like, he's really strong, and I like that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, do you like pancakes, Cooper? Uh, yes, I do. What's your favourite thing to have on a pancake?
0: Um, probably chocolate topping and ice cream. Ooh, chocolate beautiful. Chocolate topping and ice cream. We love that, too. So, you've got a $25 pancake parlour voucher coming your way, and you can head to the Pancake Pilot, and you can get chocolate topping and ice cream on your pancakes. Thank you. Thanks for giving us a call this morning, Cooper, and good luck for your game. Thank you. How good's that? The parents driving back from holidays in envelope Dedication. For the game on a Sunday morning, Absolutely. Early on a Sunday morning,
2: get up and about. May as well. Well... You might be coming home on the Monday. May as well leave a day early.
0: Get home for footy in time, hey? Absolutely. Absolutely, you will. Well, it's great to see that school footy um, – sorry, that footy is still on despite the school holidays uh, still in action. Do you go back to school tomorrow, is it, Max?
2: No, we got, we've we got another week another of school week. holidays. So we've, we have two weeks school holidays and then oh. we go back to school, I think, next Monday or Tuesday, which is another good. Another week. Another week, so it's beautiful. Kick back, relax, spend time with a bit of family, a couple of friends. How good's that? It's awesome.
0: School holidays are the best. <laughs> What's your favourite thing to do on school holidays, Max? Oh, I probably reckon, watch footy. Probably watch footy, watch some <laughs> sport.
2: It, uh, there was some basketball on in Melbourne Fridays, uh, Friday night, Thursday night, so watched a bit of that,
0: Well, a, not,
2: not too much.
0: A reminder to our callers, you can give us a call on 1300 736 736. And if you like watching the basketball or any type of sport like Max does, you can give us a call and tell us all about it. Absolutely.
2: If you went to the Boomers game on the weekend or if you've been to any AFL or sports game this week, give us a call. one 736 Let's get into the next game, Ali. Essendon versus Sydney. Essendon in a tight game once again, win by nine points. Luke Parker, 26 disposals. Zach Merritt, three goals. Chad Water, three goals for the Swans. Essendon, they're just hanging in there, aren't they? Their season was over and then they show a bit of fight and get a couple of wins on the trot.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a it was a impressive win by them yesterday. Obviously, Jake Stringer in the in the final quarter, sort of bringing his team up and about. He almost lost it for him in giving away the fifty meter penalty late in that game. But I mean, it, it showed a lot of fight there by the Bombers. And a caller we've had up on the show, Nick Hind, uh, kicking that goal. How good was that snap goal? from almost 50 metres out, and really sealed the deal for the Bombers there uh, yesterday, which was a great win by them. Yeah, Hindy was awesome. Hopefully he's listening this morning. Would have loved,
2: would have loved a bit of a compliment from you, Ali. Um, we'll get into Adelaide versus Melbourne. Melbourne, get a handy win by 29 points to regain top of the table. It's a nice view from on top, as they say, in the uh, Melbourne ad. I don't know if you've heard that. I don't know if you heard that ad, where there's one of the commentators, and they're talking about um, Melbourne as a team, but they're talking about it as the city. It's like, that's a delicious grab. And then there's like a picture of <laughs> food of of on, um, on the on on the the screen. And then it's like, how's the view from on top? And it's like the city skyline. No. Nah. No, you haven't seen that ad? It's nah, plays in the footy all the time.
0: I've not oh, seen it's, that it's ad. So,
2: it's gold. It's gold. <laughs> but anyway, Clayton Oliver, 36 Disposals, Christian Petrarca, with thirty-three disposals and three goals, CP,
0: as we might have to give him a new
2: nickname.
0: I know it's a impressive season that he's having, isn't he? He's um, you know really performing well, and the D's two wins on the trot back after their th- few losses that they had in a row, and they're sort of stringing together you know a great final half of this season. So great to see there by the D's. Yeah, we'll get into Geelong versus North Melbourne. Geelong in a demolition. Win by 112
2: points. Surprisingly, Luke Davies, Uniak with 35 disposals for the Kangaroos. Jeremy Cameron, 30 disposals and four goals. Tom Hawkins, six goals. The Cats just destroyed them. And, you know, they're coming up up to a couple of big games in this season.
0: Absolutely. And how good was Patrick Dangerfield? That clearance and goal immediately to start off the game. I mean, that's impressive. Him coming back into the side and... And just the luxury of danger being able to do that. What a what an absolute privilege it is for the Geelong Football Club. But another great win by them and a massive win, massive win, 112 points max. That's huge.
2: Yeah, I mean, we've seen we've seen like a hundred point win, but we haven't seen 112 yet. When it was when I saw the score line 112, I didn't actually watch that game because it's not possible to watch you know every every game of footy, as you may know, Ali. But you see the scoreline and you think, okay, 112 points, it might be like, I don't know, 110 to 10 or something like that, not 144 to 44 or something like that. It's just ridiculous.
0: Yeah, it's uh, impressive from Geelong. And and like you said, they're, they're big key forwards, absolutely dominating in Hawkins and Cameron. I mean, Hawkins is, is incredible. I mean, to keep doing what he's doing and, and be so consistent for a number of years is is impressive. And, and Jeremy Cameron is, you know, playing some of his best footy as well, right beside Hawkins this year. We Went into the last
2: game to review Gold Coast versus Collingwood. Ali, we talk about how close this competition is. Collingwood have now got six on the trot. They're sitting seventh um, on the ladder at the moment. Man, Nick Dacos, career high, 37 disposals. Isaac Rankine, four goals. And his brother, Josh Dakos, three goals. The Pies, six on the trot. They're certainly a finals contending team. Can they, w- Do you think if they make
0: finals they can go all the way? Oh, it's a, it's a tough one with, with Collingwood, I mean, but they've been impressive. I've really enjoyed what they're doing this season and, and, you know, the last six rounds that they've been able to play in. And they've had some big wins in there. I mean, mind you, they, they had the Queen's birthday game against Melbourne and, and won that quite convincingly. And, and obviously, you know, a tight contest against the Suns. I mean, a, a, a great win there by Collingwood, and yeah, nobody picked this happening, Max. So, for all the pies supporters out there, you can give us a call. All the kids, one three hundred seven three six seven three six, and tell us how good the pies are going this year, Max.
2: That's right, and they've got a fantastic run home from their perspective. They've got a couple of great games that they should be able to win, and then they've got one close one um, against the D's in, in at about round nineteen through to twenty three. So it should be interesting the run home for the pies. I'm looking forward to watching that we're going to take a quick break here on the kids edition eli stay on the line who's playing for avondale heights today we'll get you right after the break we'll take a quick break on the kids edition thanks to the pancake parlor pancake parlor's club
0: rewards program earn points reward your club welcome back to the kids edition thanks to the pancake parlor thousand dollar sponsorship pack for your local club sign up at pancakeparlor.com.au a reminder to everyone out there, you can give us a call on 1300 736 736, just like Eli has. We've got Eli on the phone, who's playing today for Avondale, Avondale Heights, that is. Good morning, Eli. Morning. How are you this morning? Good. And you've got a game of footy. What time's your footy today? Uh, it, we, it's on at 9.45. We need to get there at nine o'clock. Oh, I've got to get there beautiful. at 9 o'clock. Have you had,
2: have you had breakfast this morning? Yeah. What did you have for brekkie, Eli? Wheat Oh, wheat picks, awesome. Great to pump you up. Who's got the job of taking you to footy this morning? Uh, my mum. Your mum, oh, beautiful mum's got the job. So what position do you play for Avondale Heights? Full forward. Full forward, wow. What's your favourite thing about playing full forward? Um, I get the opportunity to kick goals. Okay, <laughs> okay. So, so who do you go for in the footy? ah uh, Western Bulldogs. Oh, who's your favourite player? Tom Liberatore. Tom Liberatore. Oh, Liber. oh, beautiful.
0: What do you love about Libba?
1: Ah, uh, that he gets involved in fights and <coughs> <laughs> that, um, and that he gets the ball out of the contest and kicks. A- Kicks it inside fifty to arm um,
0: contest. Yeah, we love that about Libba and his contested work in the, particularly in the first quarter on the weekend was pretty impressive. And mm. what what is it about sort of footy that you love, Eli? What do you love playing about footy?
1: Uh, I just um, I like. Um, like after the game if we when we get to sing the song, I also like how um there's a lot of contact and um you can tackle kick goals. My brother reckons it's better, it that it's he likes basketball better than i don't
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we can all have our different favorite sports, so that's okay there You and your brother can have different favorite sports but Good to know that that's what you love about playing footy, Eli. And do you love pancakes or do you like pancakes? Yep. And what's your favourite topping on pancakes? Um.
2: Nutella. Oh, Nutella. That's all right. That's all right. What do you like the most about Nutella? Is it just because it's chocolate or. Just because it's
1: chocolate? Yeah, (laughs) just
2: (laughs) because. Surprisingly, Um, I.
1: my mum doesn't buy it anymore because I used to, um, at like maybe 10 o'clock in the morning, I'd go into the cupboard and sneak a little
2: off of the jar. Yeah, that's, that's what my brother and sister do. Go into the cupboard, just get a spoon and spoon it out of the jar. Surprisingly, I don't like Nutella, but anyway, that's all right.
0: That's which, which
2: a lot of people actually are like to me. You're like, how do you like Nutella? They're like, you're weird.
0: I'm like, no. no. Do you like Nutella, Ali? I don't mind Nutella. I never really had much of it, but I don't think they have it at the pancake parlor, but they do have a a house-made chocolate fudge at the pancake parlor, which is absolutely delicious. So you'll have to give that one a go, Eli, when you head to the pancake parlor, because you've got a $25 pancake parlor voucher heading your way. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for giving us a call this morning, Eli, and good luck for your footy today at... At 9.45, but obviously you've got to make sure you're there at 9 so you can prepare for the game. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Eli, just a quick question before you go. What do you
2: do in warm-ups? We usually just do, like, cross
1: amble. We get three lanes and we kick to the coaches, run around, go to the back of the line.
2: Yep, perfect.
1: Great.
2: Thanks so much for coming on, Eli. Have good luck with your game today at 9.45. Yeah, go Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Eli. Well, Ali, I want to get into a bit of your pre season. Can you take me through I drove past yesterday with Novell and I saw you girls training you were in doing a bit of center center clearance and center bounce work. Can you
0: take me through what, what that was all about? Did you see me get a a good center clearance in the process of driving? No, was ah, the ball the ball, was, the ball was just getting thrown up in the air. I was trying to like look for you and Lenville. We're about hundred meters away. So I'm like,
2: where are they? Where are they?
0: <laughs> uh yeah, we um yeah, it was probably because I, I didn't get a, a good one in yesterday or something because of it, Max. But no, we we're trying different things. Um we've got a new midfield coach down there, Webby, and and she's from WA, so she's come across and She's been great for us and, and, you know, we're just trying different things, um, working on different stoppages this year, uh, which is awesome. Obviously, it's a short timeline, um, getting into games. We we start games next month, Max. N- literally next yeah, month we start yeah. playing, um, which is bizarre to think of, but it's also really exciting. I'm, I'm pumped to get back into it. But for us, pre-season training so far, we're a few weeks in. It's been great. We had the draft during the week, so you know, we, we were able to bring in four new players um, into the competition. Montana Ham went up to the Swans as the number one draft pick, which is great to see there. Um, but, you know, for us, it's it's been great. It's It's been a lot of fun training, a lot of hard work, a lot of running, a lot of conditioning. You see me hobble in uh, on a Sunday morning after a Saturday <laughs> session now, Max. So Saturday's a big one and, and lots of running uh, in the midst of it all. But obviously trying to get yourself as fit as possible, but, You've got to change up your game style a little bit because it's a little bit more wet weather footy um, this time around, Max. Obviously, the change in season definitely affects that a little bit. So you've got to prepare a little bit differently, and your most girls are running out with a long sleeve jumper underneath as well. But. Are you are you running out with a long sleeve jumper on or? I do a little bit at the moment um, in training. <laughs> it It is, it's it cold. has been cold. I'm not u- used to the balmy summer nights. So yeah. the, the cold yeah. winter nights are a little bit different, but <laughs> um, it's great. It, you know, it sort of brings you back to a bit of a childhood coming up and, and playing in the winter nights and, you know, running around in the mud and all that. Though, mind you, uh, Witten's in great nick at the moment and we're training at Skinner Reserve as well. So they're both in good nick, those ovals. So no real mud patches floating around yet, but you know, pre-season's a lot of fun. It's great to introduce n- new girls and everyone has a full squad now. So all eighteen teams, Max, have wow. a full squad. It's amazing to think of when you think back of women's footy a number of years ago. So there's only like five, six teams now yeah, it's grown. Yeah, absolutely, which is great to see. So if you want to talk about the the growth and development of women's footy, or if you're a girl playing footy because of the AFLW, give us a call on one three hundred. 736 736 and have a chat to us about it because it's great to have more insights into you know junior footy players and and what inspires them as well max yeah absolutely so what do your training sessions look like ali uh so we're training a few nights a week and you know they're a a mix of uh you know you have your warm-up and in the warm-up um you know it's it's about you know obviously getting yourself warm and energized for the session and then uh, it tends to be a bit of conditioning in there. So we have probably two or three running blocks per training session, which is always fun uh, to have. And then obviously you're just working on your your skills, your fundamentals. So you're trying to, you know, sort of sharpen up your your kicking, your handballing, your marking, your ground balls, the works of it all. And obviously you're tackling and then you're working on your game style and, and being able to develop that as much as possible, which is great to, to do, and obviously when you can, when the coach says, we're doing match sim today, everyone gets up and about for match sim. So you love that that side of things. And then obviously you've got your gym and recovery um, after the sessions too, Max.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, Ali, what's something that kids out there can practice for wet
0: weather footy? What's your bit, best tip for wet weather footy? Uh, well, in wet weather the footy, we see the ball hit the, hit the deck a fair bit. So your ground ball gets a... Uh, are probably an important one to practice. So if you can get your coach or your parents or whoever it might be, your brother or sister, to throw the ball to you on the ground and, and, you know, practice getting those ground ball gets and picking up the ball cleanly is probably my number one tip for for kids these days and and keeping your feet when you can. But, I mean, mind you, it's hard to tell kids to keep their feet when there's mud on the ground and you just want to run through it. Yeah, yeah, just run through it, tackle someone, sling someone into the mud, although we're not allowed to sling tackle. But
2: that's all right. Well, Ali, we're going to take a quick break here on the Kids Edition. A reminder, you can give us a call if you want to have a chat about footy, your footy today, school holidays or anything. There's sport all weekend, especially Melbourne
0: Vixens, Ellie, You're in the netball grand final today. They are in the netball grand final uh, later today, which is exciting against the West Coast Fever. Fever. So we've got the Sun Court Super Netball Grand Final, so which is really exciting to have the Melbourne Vixens in it. The game's at five oh seven o'clock Australian Eastern Standard Time. So that's over in Perth later today.
2: Yeah, beautiful. Well, Ali, we're going to take a quick break here on the Kids Edition. You can give us a call on 1300 736 736. If you want to have a chat about footy, netball, any kind of sport, thanks to the Pancake Parlour, win five grand cash with Pancake Parlour's Club Rewards Program. That's right. Welcome back to the Kids Edition. Thanks to the Pancake Parlour, win a $1,000 sponsorship pack, For your local club, sign up at thepancakeparlour.com.au. We've got a very special guest in the studio (laughs) with us this morning, Alex Sam Hargraves. Welcome to the show. How are you this morning, Sam?
3: Look, I'm great. I've been trying to ring through, but you never take my calls. (laughs) uh, uh, It's my favourite show of the week. I thought if I can't get on, I'll just walk into the studio and have a chat. Where are you going, team?
0: good, Sam. It's uh, good to have you in the, the studio. What are, you, what are you doing in here nice and bright and early?
3: Uh, we've just done footy SA uh, and then I've got Sunday crunch time coming up. Uh, so it's been a massive week of footy so far. Too many uh, upsets to keep track of uh, and I'm calling the uh, Richmond and West Coast game. So it's a pretty full day, um, but it's been a pretty full weekend. I, I made the mistake of doing <laughs> a, ladder, a top eight ladder predictor for the end of the oh. year given how even the season's been. And since that landed, uh, I've got three tips out of six.
0: Yeah, (laughs) nice. (laughs) The first
3: chance I had to get one right, St Kilda beat Carlton, so I didn't get that one. I didn't get Essendon beating Sydney. I don't know if anyone did. Um, And I did tip Gold Coast to beat Collingwood. And all the numbers would tell you that they probably should have. But, Ellie, as you know, bad kicking, bad football.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You've got to make the most of sort of your moments and opportunities in games and it affects people who are trying to do a top eight ladder tipping and trying to predict what the end of the season is going to look silly, like. But silly it's, exercise. But it's exciting though, Sam, the end of this season because, I mean, there's that many teams in contention for finals footy. I mean, what are some predictions that you think might happen come the end of the year?
3: Well, I obviously I've got Melbourne finishing on top. I thought the way that Carlton were playing of recent weeks that top four wasn't beyond them. I couldn't see them actually dropping too many more games for the rest of the year. So I actually had them sneaking into the top four. I thought Collingwood have had just a phenomenal season. They've exceeded expectations, but they have now won six in a row. They'd won five in a row. But as we know, unless you're Melbourne and can go 10 in a row, there's a drop-off coming for most teams. It's really been really difficult for teams to string wins together across the course of the year. So I had them just missing on percentage, but they were phenomenal last night when it mattered. Um, I I, I didn't have St Kilda making it in the end, but they were brilliant Mm -hmm. against Carlton. Um, I had Sydney finishing, um, I think it was sixth or seventh, um, and they lost a crucial one yesterday to And So uh, this is as much fun as footy can be, Max, because it is so unpredictable this season. You, you think you've got a, a handle on teams, you think you've got a line on them, and then we get a, a results like yesterday, and, and they've been happening time and time again for the year. And that's what's so much fun about footy. And when you're a kid, just to know that any time you rock up to put the boots on to play that you're a chance. I think that's the beautiful part of footy, that even though you might be bottom of the ladder, playing top of the ladder, on any given day, you're a chance.
2: Absolutely. Even with the AFL this season, I mean, Ellie, we spoke about just before how close the league is this season. You could be bottom of the ladder, West Coast, and go out and come and beat Melbourne.
3: Can I, because we, we've got, um, obviously, you guys have a, a massive audience of kids that are listening and their parents. Over the course of the weekend, so we've seen teams that, that, that could have won games and probably should have won games, lose games because of their inaccuracy at goal kicking. And Ellie, we live, and you live, uh, as a, uh, an elite mm-hmm. AFL player, we live in a time of sports scientists and load management and things like this. Would it be fair to say, to some advice to parents and kids, like you say with golfers, basketballers with their free throw shot, the mechanics of your goal kicking are so important that if you can get that right at a young age and you trust your routine then you will go a long way in football because we just, at the moment, I think only six teams kick it above 50% goal accuracy. So what would your advice be to kids practicing their goal kicking?
0: Fundamentals are a critical part of our game. And obviously, like you're mentioning there, Sam, you've got to be able to practice it and work out a bit of a routine that works for you. Obviously, it's not going to be the same for the for the kid who's playing at full forward or for Mm. the kid who's playing it on the half forward flank or who's the midfielder rolling forward, your kicking style and, and your, you know, set shot routines all going to be different. So don't try and copy the person next to you. Do what works best for you. Some people might be like Ben Brown and like to take a, a really big long run up and, you know, some other people might take a couple of steps and try to punch through it as much as they can. But, you know, you've got to work out what works best for you and, and just, try and stick to your routine as, as best as possible because it's an important element to the game.
3: I remember when I was coaching uh, Harcourt Under-15s many, <laughs> many, many years ago, many years ago. In fact, I, I bumped into a couple of guys that I used to coach at the footy the other day. One of them is Jack Ginneman's brother-in-law and I felt very old after <laughs> after bumping into them. But um, there was a, a young guy in our team who, who had real trouble kicking a drop punt, just, just, had, you know, just getting boot to ball. So what we did is I'd get there early and we actually would go about 10 metres apart and with a tennis ball. Yep. I get him to drop the tennis ball to his foot and he started being able to kick the tennis ball accurately and then we upgraded back to footies. And at the start of the year where he could barely um, kick from from you to me away, he, um, I saw him a couple of years later doing the kick-outs in the under-18s and he could roost at about 60 metres. Now I'm not saying that's because of me, but what <laughs> yeah, I was saying was are. he just... No, I'm not, but I guess I'm just pointing out that... Yesterday, Absolutely. you see the Sydney Swans. So they kicked 2-8 in a quarter um, from, I think it was about 16 entries. You saw Carlton the other night from 20 entries in a period of time, kick only four goals. Goal kicking is just so vital. That's why Jack Ginneman, if you look at a young player, you, you, how, how impressed with you are with his goal kicking accuracy? Because he oh, practices, 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 practices.
0: Absolutely, and he's practising from all angles and different types of kicks too, and and you can see it in his game is that when he's lining up in a particular position, he knows the exact kick that he's going to do from that point in the ground, which is great to see, Max, obviously.
2: Absolutely, but he's taking a snap kick. I saw on the Channel 7 coverage last night, him and uh, Nick Dacos were talking with Hamish Sean Burgoyne and Abby Mm. Holmes, and they were chatting to him about, you know, you didn't take a drop punt from 20 metres out directly in front, and they're like, is this a... You know, mindset decision or just you know anonymous, like just natural. He goes, "No, nah, he goes, it's it's a mindset decision." He goes, "I'm not comfortable with a drop punt from directly in front." <laughs> he goes, "He goes, it's just easier for me to turn around and snap mm. it." You know, for some players, that that's easiest. So, Sam, how's that for kids? I mean, do you focus on that drop punt?
3: Well, I think it's more what... more
2: than you'd focus on a snap from the boundary because those opportunities are going to come a lot more than than a snap. Well, from I think boundary. the
3: common thought is that if you're too far out. So if you look at Harry Mackay... In the Carlton game, mm. the th- the general thinking was, and I wouldn't presume to tell a Coleman medalist how they should <laughs> kick for goal, but from for those who are the experts and like yourself, Ali, who who play the game at the highest level, when you're trying to kick a snap or or a banana from that far out, it's really difficult to control the bend. Yeah, Compl- but when you're within that sort of thirty and closer, it actually is a lot more comfortable for players and you're more um you're more able to speak to this t- than me but the the players that I sit with in commentary tend to say that yeah the further out you are the harder that is to control even jack Ginneman said last night there was probably one he took that he missed that that was probably too far out to be trying that and then you do need to go back and and kick your drop punt
0: absolutely i i think that's a fair point it's it is really hard to gauge it from a, a distance out, but Sam, thank you so much for your insights. Go have a rest <laughs> before your your next show and your commentating later. It's had great insights, and hopefully you you can finalize that top eight ladder prediction pretty soon.
3: So far away from it, so funny. Uh, love your work, guys. You do a magnificent job. Love tuning in every single week, Maxi. Uh, you guys are killing it.
0: Uh, thanks, Sam. thanks, Sam. Sam. Sam Hargraves.
2: On the show right there. Before we go to the break, our friends at Kids Helpline are giving us tips each week. This week, they want us to tell you that it's okay to make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Sometimes big, sometimes small. It could be on the pitch or on the field, on the court or in the classroom. It can also be hard to admit when you've made a mistake. You might feel upset or worried about what people and your teammates might think. But we can learn from our mistakes and see them as a chance to learn and improve. Think about how it happened. Maybe you just need a little practice Or maybe you just need someone to talk to. For more tips and other coping strategies, visit kidshelpline.com.au. Kids Helpline are available 24-7 on web chat, phone or email. And it's free and they're there for any issues you may be experiencing. Anytime, any reason, kidshelpline.com.au. Welcome back to the Kids Edition. Thanks to the Pancake Parlour winner $1,000 sponsorship pack for your local club. Sign up at the Pancake Parlour dot com dot We're going to take more of your calls right now, Darcy. Who wants to have a chat about footy? Good morning, Darcy. How are you? Good and good morning. Good morning. How are you? Who do you go for in the footy? Uh, Western Bulldogs. Western Bulldogs. I'm a doggy Ooh. supporter. Who's your favourite player out of both men's and women's teams? Marcus Boninpelli. Marcus bon and Pally. We've got a couple of players say Marcus bon and Pally this morning. What's your favourite thing about the bond?
1: Uh that when he goes that he's selfless and when he gets to the clearance he um he clears the ball and he helps out the forward line and he's been helping out the forward line this
0: season as well yeah he does a really good job of that doesn't he Darcy do you play footy do you Darcy yes do you have a gang today yes oh how exciting who do you play for Avondale Heights. Another Avondale Heights player. And what time's your game this morning? Uh, I think at 11,
2: 30. Okay. 30. Oh, beautiful. What position do you play, Darcy? Full forward. Full forward. Oh, beautiful. Why do you like to play full forward? Because I have
1: opportunities to score goals and it's really... And I've got really good friends in the full line, and they're all... Good at helping me because I'm just new to this. Because I'm new. Because I'm a bottom major. Um,
2: all the top are helping me in the forward line. Ah, uh, so who are some of your friends? Uh,
1: like do I say their names? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've got Ben. He plays in the midfield. There's a pocket. Up, one of the pockets, or sometimes the half forward playing. Uh, Cooper, he went to kindergarten with me and we don't go to the same school, but we met in footy and then I remembered him and
2: he remembered me. Oh, awesome. Was he like pancakes, Darcy?
1: Yes, I love them.
2: Oh, that's so good. Well, you've got a $25 pancake parlour voucher coming your way. Enjoy it. Thank you. No worries. Thanks so much, Darcy. We've got another caller on the line. Will playing who's playing today but he also wants to talk about AFL. Good morning, Will. How are you today? Morning. Morning. Who do you play for? I play for the Bass and Bears. Oh, beautiful. The Bears. The Bears. So yeah. so what position do you play? Um, everywhere kind of. Ah, but what's your favorite position to play? Um, probably rover. Oh rover. What's your favourite thing about playing Rock Rover? Um, they can get, like, the clearances and a lot of touches. Yeah, awesome. Who do you go for in the footy? The Richmond Tigers. Richmond Tigers. Oh, who's your favourite player at the Tigers? Um, probably Jack Rewalt. Jack Who's What's your favourite thing about Jack Rewalt? Um, that he's a big forward and he kicks a lot of goals. <laughs> Big forward and kicks a lot
1: of people goals like awesome. that about
0: Jack. Do you reckon the Tigers are gonna play finals footy this year, Will?
2: Um Hopefully. Hopefully. Oh, awesome, are you going to the game today, Will?
1: Yeah.
2: Oh awesome. What do you expect to see of the Tigers today? A win. A, a win. win a win. Simple as that. <laughs> a win Max. How Will many goals how many goals do you think Jack rewatt might kick? Um he'll kick a bag. A bag. He's going to keep a bag. Big call. That's great to hear though, Will. Yeah. Do you like pancakes? Yeah. What's your favourite thing to have on pancakes?
0: Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. You just just have it plain? Yeah. Oh, that's all right. We don't mind that. We don't mind that. Well, you can get a short stack at the pancake parlour there, Will, because you've got a $25 pancake parlour voucher coming your way. Good luck for your footy, and I hope you enjoy the Tigers today and I hope they get a win for you. Oh, it's great to have some kids calling up early this morning, Max, and I really like Darcy talking about how he's a bottom major playing footy, but the friends that he's been able to make have been able to make it a nice experience for him and been able to help him and teach him throughout the season. So it's great to know that everyone's trying to help each other as much as possible. Absolutely. Well, he's—he's uh, he's your full forward.
2: You want to make sure it's... He's pretty looked after so he can uh, kick some goals for your team and you can have a beautiful win. But, yeah, it's, it's great. I mean, we're going to take a quick break here on the Kids Edition before we get back on the other side and preview these last three games of the round of the week. We'll take a quick break on the Kids Edition. Thanks to the Pancake Parlour win. Five grand cash with Pancake Parlour's Club Rewards Program. A reminder, you can give us a call on 1300 736 736. We'll be right back after this.
0: Yes, welcome back to the Kids Edition. Thanks to the Pancake Parlour, a $1,000 sponsorship pack for your local club. Sign up at thepancakeparlour.com.au. Max, just before we finish up on this lovely Sunday morning, a reminder to our callers, you can give us a call on 1300 736 736 if you want to have a chat about your team's game. But we've got three games left to go in this weekend, so... The Richmond v. West Coast Eagles game. It's at the G, two ten. What are your thoughts? I think it should be an easy win for Richmond, but West Coast are in some good form coming
2: off a great win. I mean, they've had Luke Shuey, Elliot, yo, know, those kinds of guys back for three weeks now. I think they'll, they'll feel the confidence around and the buzz around the MCG. And I think West Coast are going to win this game. Big call, oh. but I, th- I think West Coast are going to beat Richmond. An upset at the
0: G at 2 o'clock this afternoon, Max. Absolutely. I think West Coast win. It's a big call, but... I'm confident in the Eagles. I like it. I I, I like your predictions there, Max. I, I think I'm going to have to go against you, though. I think the Tigers are up and about and are playing some good footy, but I I I don't want to rule out the Eagles, though, especially off the win they had last week. I think um, full of confidence at the moment, West Coast are. But takes us to the second last game of the weekend. We've got the GWS Giants against Hawthorne. Later today, who do you reckon is going to get that one? It's going to be an incredibly... Close one at
2: Giants Stadium up in Canberra for the GWS home game. I think GWS going to take it home, home ground advantage. I think they're just a bit too strong for the Hawks.
0: Yeah, I think I tend to agree with you on that one. Mind you, I think the Hawks will go up there and be super competitive. I think it'll be another great game to tune into later today. And then the last game of the round, we've got Fremantle v Port Adelaide. Who do you reckon's got that one? Freya, easy, yeah. easy. <laughs> done. easy, done, easy, done, done, what about you? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm agreeing with you on that one, Max. I think Fremantle have got that one in the bag. They've, um, they've got so many superstar players. I mean,
2: Angus Brayshaw, sure, he comes out with another 30-plus touches. You just need someone like Caleb Sorong to
0: get another 25-plus and a goal or something like that, and you can win the game easy. Absolutely, and and Max, we're, we're sort of getting towards a pointy end of the season as well. Who do you think's in line for the Brownlow? Brownlow, oh. So I've got
2: my top two of Lockie Neal at the moment and Christian Petrarca. Oh. Or, or Clayton Oliver, there's a top three there. Got to fit got to fit him in because he's he's averaging, I reckon he's averaging 35-plus touches at the moment, Clayton Oliver. Lockie Neal's in such good form. He's averaging a goal on 35 touches as well per game. I mean, I think Lockie Neal's taking it at the moment. What about you?
0: Yeah, I think that's a difference at times is if you can get that goal average into your game for the season, I think that tends to help... Uh, particularly when it comes to the Brownlow, because I think the umpires see you get the footy a little bit, but if they can see you get a goal as well, I think it, you know, it catches the eye of the umpire. And obviously if if you're having an outstanding season as well, I I think that complements it too. But I think I tend to agree with you in terms of Lockie Neal, but I'm going to go with Clayton Oliver. Clayton Oliver for the Brownlow. As the other one as well. I think they're both right up there uh, for it. So it'll be an exciting finish to this season. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. The ladder movement, it's its unpredictable at the moment. As we spoke to Sam Hargraves earlier, you know, anyone can win it. Anyone can be in the finals. And then when anyone's in the finals, literally anyone can win it. So we've seen it happen before, and I'm sure we'll see it happen again this season. Well, we saw with the Western Bulldogs in 2016,
2: I think Collingwood might be a chance. I'm, I'm actually confident in the Pies this season. There's not too many seasons since, you know, sort of 2011, 2012, where you could say, you know, I think that can go all the way, but they're looking really strong. Six on the trot. I just think they're in great form, Ali. Well, thanks for joining us here on the Kids Edition. Thanks to the Pancake Parlor. Win five grand cash with the Pancake Parlor's club rewards program. Earn points, reward your club. Also, thanks to Kids Helpline. See you next weekend, Melbourne.